This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. If you're a football fan, this is the place to be today. Millwall. Come on, you're in with us. Hi, welcome to another edition of that Mill Podcast. This is um, full season number number eight now. Christ, we're, we've done the pre-season, so we're into the into the full season. Um, I don't know whether or not to call this pre-season, you know, full season one or, or not. But anyway, look, I'm joined tonight by Chris. Um, how you doing, Felling? All right? Hello, mate. All good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. We are just off the back of um, recording a show with an American um, podcast for Sheffield United. So, um, yeah, I think we're okay for jet lag and uh, I think we're okay for starting and getting on. What we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk about the result uh, yesterday against Stoke or or Saturday against Stoke. Um, We're going to talk about some of the players and then we're going to briefly look at our game against Cambridge. So, without further ado, um, we'll be back right after this. Right then, welcome back. Um, Millwall took on the mighty Stoke at home on opening day of the 22-23 season and we got a result. We beat them 2-0. I think there was a full contingency of that Millwall podcast uh, at the game yesterday, but unfortunately it's just me and you. The others uh, have gone missing. Um, so, well, apart from Joe, obviously Joe is uh, in Zanti. So enjoy, Joe. I hear right about now you're listening to us probably sitting on the sunbed 
drinking a um, cocktail. You will hear from Joe later on in the show because he has sent us a voicemail. So we will put that in towards the end of the show. Um, so your thoughts on the game yesterday then, Chris? Yeah, um, um, I, I covered this in uh, sort of my post-match uh, chat, but um, it, was a, it, was a, it was a good performance. Um, you know, 2-0 win against a team that, you know, we'll see come the end of the season, but I don't think they're going to be um, any mugs this season. I think they've done some some good business and they're, they're, they're going to further strengthen. Um, I know their fans aren't happy with Michael O'Neill. Um, he's probably under a bit of a pressure, but... Stop talking about them. We'll talk about us. I thought we played really, really well. Uh, we looked fitter, stronger, hungrier. I won't lie. I, I was a little bit concerned after the Ipswich game. Uh, we, we did look a bit lethargic. Yeah, um, you both. But it just shows you how much you, you, you shouldn't read into things in pre-season because we looked really on the ball yesterday. Um, it was great to see. Really good. Uh, we, we just looked fitter and stronger than they did, didn't we? Yeah, no, I think we did. I, I listened to an interview with Talk Sport um, was it, I think on Friday, where they had, I can't think what manager they are on now. But they turned around to me and said, you know, how's your thoughts of going into the into the season? You know, um, have you have you seen what the team you're playing against is going to be doing? I can't think who it was now speaking. But he went, oh, yeah, well, we, you know, we've got our pre-season games. We managed to get hold of some of their pre-season games. And, you know, we think we've got them sussed and all that. I think what we did is how we played in pre-season pretty much was completely different how we played first game, um, which I think what I think you said and, and I think Omar said um, on a previous show was that was probably the plan. Just play, you know, slightly different. The, the, the pre-season games were purely just uh, a competitive game format as part of the training, but all the training went on off the pitch away from BDIs. And I think uh, yeah. yesterday certainly showed that. Yes, mate. And uh, Rowett kind of alluded to that in, um, I don't know if it was his post-match or his pre-match, but he kind of talked about the fact that, you know, playing in front of 15,500 that were there yesterday is a completely different proposition to playing to, against sort of one stand against Ipswich when it doesn't really mean anything. And I think we also have the players, the types of players that we have in our team, which we like to see, yeah. are players that will thrive in our atmosphere. They're, they're those sort of yeah. players. You know, you, yeah. you see the likes of uh, Honeyman sort of, you know, he's, he's a perfect example. He's going to be a real, real fan's favourite for us. Um, Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yesterday we had, um, there was about 17,000 in total yesterday. Um, I think there was about 15 and a half Millwall. Um, and I've got the numbers somewhere. Um yeah, about 15,500 Millwall, and I think there was about 1,700 Stoke there. So, you know, for first game of the season, good crowds, and and it sounded it. It did, and good crowds considering the absolute pain in the backside journey to get there, with the trains being, it felt like every single road I went down um, had uh, roadworks on it as well. So I think when you take that into consideration, um it was a good crowd yesterday. Atmosphere was pretty good. I sat in a different part of the ground to what I normally sit at, so I don't know whether it just sounded better because I, I now sit near the dugout. Um, I used to sit above, uh, but for other reasons, I've moved. So, yeah, uh, atmosphere was good. Uh, Stoke brought a fair few, fair play to them. I mean, they're, they're 
fairly big club, so you'd expect them to. But um, yeah, got right behind them, and I think it showed. And we need to make the Den of Fortress again this year. You know, our home form was third in the league last year after Fulham and Bournemouth, so it was the best in the league in terms of teams that didn't go up. It's just our away form. So really looking forward to uh, how we can sort of mitigate some of those things with starting with Sheffield United uh, next Saturday or Saturday coming, I should say. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about the Cambridge away, um, you know, in the second part. But no, I think yesterday was good. Um, I think clean sheet, two goals. Um, I think when Fleming come on, he looked okay. Um, but I think, you know, what we've said before, I think it's going to take him a few games just to... Yeah. just to start getting used to the speed. And I think we need to play a few teams who are going to take it to us and and go through players that he can get a better understanding of what the championship's about. Um, but I don't think it's going to pass him by. I think he's probably going to take it on board and I think he's going to be, he's going to be fine. But as I said before, I think you're probably looking five, six games, maybe yeah. ten before I think he's going to hit the ground really running and being the player what we expect him to be. And and Rowett made a bold choice yesterday um, to to not play him and to not play Danny Mack as well. They're two big, bold statements. Um, and he showed he's not he's not afraid of sort of, you know, not starting his new £1.7 million player. So I think it was the right decision. Obviously, you know, we won the game, so it's, 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 you're going to say that. But how he integrates Fleming, I think, will be really interesting because you're right; he is he is a little bit off the pace at the minute. Got undoubted quality. There's no, you know, there's no doubt about. It. You can see it. Um, we need to be patient with him, um, and I guess it's just at what point do you throw him into the starting eleven? So I expect he'll start Tuesday. But in terms of league, when do you throw him into into that starting position? Would be interesting. Yeah, I think you probably get you know twenty thirty minutes a game. Um, and then that would just increase. Um, and I think that's probably the way to do it. It seemed to work yesterday okay for him. I mean, don't get me wrong, he didn't have a blinding game, but he didn't have a disastrous game either. Um, we but, were defending, Winnie, but by the time by the time that he came on, we were kind of, we were 2-0 yeah. up. You know, we didn't need to go for it, did we? So it was a no. very different proposition. But I have to pick up on some points. Um, obviously, this season we've started a new feature, Um what you suggested and we took you on board and it seems to be working out really well where we do a play on your surname and it's a chat with chaps. Uh, if you've not listened to it, it's in our YouTube. Um, it's a YouTube only feature. Um, and it, it's basically Chris talking about the game uh, and just sort of giving an opinion piece on the game. Um, very similar to what others do, but, you know, with our, our little bit of our, our add on to it. You obviously picked up yesterday on Creswell, um, Creswell, and he—he's a—he's a fucking potentially a fantastic player. What a signing for us! Can't believe Leeds gave him to us. To be fair, neither can they, mate. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure there'll probably be a few Leeds fans watching this, but there's. Um... When they let him out on loan, there was kind of I looked, I saw on social media, we're like, well, he's should be in our first team, let alone sort of send him out on loan. Um, I, I'm not going to comment as to whether I've, I've seen him play one ninety minutes. I'm not going to comment as to whether I think he's he's ready to play Premiership football now. If they think he is, great, all the better for us. Um, 
But in 90 minutes, you can see he's got all of the raw ingredients to go to the very, very top. Um, he's he's so vocal and so switched yeah. on and organised for a 19 year old yeah. kid. It yeah. is it's it's almost scary. He's um, he's a real presence. He timed his runs yesterday for both goals to perfection. He was like an attacker that he just wanted it more. Um, yeah. He is uh, good with the ball at his feet. He can bring the ball out. Um, he can play those sort of long diagonals or long balls that it looks like we're going to be playing into the channels a lot this season. So he can do that really effectively. He's quite yeah. quick, which we don't have the quickest back line. So he's 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 just, he's perfect. And I think um, when we made the decision as a club to, well, I'm assuming it was in our hands, to not go after Danny Ballard, but to bring Cresswell in, I think a lot of fans were like, oh, Really? Um, and I think a lot of fans are now realising why. Um, he is, as I said yesterday in my post-match, I think he'll be Leeds captain in the next three years, and oh, I think shit. he'll play for England in the next five years. I just hope they don't have a recall this season. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Yeah, no, no. I think they probably want him to play with us. I mean, looking at the comments online from the Leeds fans, um, you know, as much as it probably pains them to say it, but they're saying, you know, they're glad he's come to us. Because, you know, we're a very similar fan base. We're, you know, a good working class team, working class fans. And, you know, we we get behind the team. It's very, very vocal. And he seems to thrive on that. I mean, yeah. if you looked at the end with some of the footage going around with him at the end when he was coming off, the adrenaline was pumping and he was just, he, he looked like an excitable kid at Christmas. He just yeah. couldn't believe the reception he was getting, what he'd done. I mean, I was luckily enough, obviously, yesterday I took, um, and many thanks to Billy Taylor um, and the club for, for allowing it. Um, he sorted out some VIP lounge um, and dinner for the family. And, you know, the family invited me to come along with him, which was, you know, very, very um, nice for me to spend the day with him. But it was a good, um, uh, good touch that minute's applause as well, Mickey, wasn't it? It's fantastic. And I mean, the problem, yeah. the, the thing was, it hit the family hard. Um, yeah, I mean, briefly onto that. I mean, I've got a video coming out um, shortly from the family saying thanks to the fans. And you really hit them because they thought that what was going to happen was that the club were going to put a picture of their dad up and they'd be up for five, ten seconds. What I didn't realise was how long a minute is and that their dad was up for that long. And the whole day, the whole day was unbelievable from getting to the car park early, having fans coming up to them, you know, sorry for your loss, telling them stories about what their dad's playing career meant to them and, and you know, stories what they didn't know about, you know, different bits and pieces, what was played to them, what was told to them. Um, and that happened throughout the day through different fans, people taking the time out to come to them. But when that minute silence come, um, it hit Tamara hard. She was she was emotionally taken back by the utmost respect from Millwall fans. You know, she she'd not really she'd known about Millwall from her dad, but she'd not really had first hand experience of Millwall apart from obviously what lots of people say in the media and this, that and the other. And she saw it firsthand that, you know, we're not what people say we are. We look after our own. Um, her dad is part of the Millwall family forever and a day. And so she, and so is her brothers, and so is her sister. And 
yesterday they found that out. And, you know, um, it, 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 it was it was truly honourable to be there and humbled to be there with them and sort of showcasing what Millwall's about, if that makes sense. You no, know, yeah, every, every fan, they were looking around the stadium, every fan, they're coming and going, everyone's standing up. And I said, well, yeah, because that's what your dad means to us. No one's not standing up. Everyone... You know, everyone doing this is for your dad. And then, literally, the applause stops and literally, on the stroke of 11 minutes, the first goal goes in. It was just, it just tops it off perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. But, you know, so, yeah, you know, those of you who were there yesterday, um, I got my capture and say thank you very much. You've made Phil Taylor's family so proud and, and they were so humbled by... The family, Mickey. What did I say? Taylor. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Phil Taylor. Fucking hell. Here, here we go. On the darts. Um, <laughs> Phil Walker, there's me. There's me. Fuck now, Chris. Thanks. I could have edited it out and redone it, but now I can't. So, uh, so yeah. So, Phil Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we're, we're a real podcast, mate. We record one here. We don't do edits. We record it live. So, yeah, unfortunately, some days you get the uh, the mishaps, but hey-ho, it is, it is what it is. But, no, thank you very much for that. I suppose um, the other one is um, with the Leeds, what we've got in, is Shackleton. Shackleton, Shackleton, Shackleton um, was fucking superb as well. I mean, how, how long have we been crying out for a player what can put a two-yard pass in and actually make it go to the target? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, he does that, Mickey, you're right. But he does it quickly. Yeah, that, very quick. I like. I like it. You know, he, he's... Um, he... The best way I can describe him, he sort of just buzzes around everywhere. You know, everywhere you sort of see, everywhere you look, he was there. And he, he um, I like the fact that he's an outlet that our defence will probably have to get used to this, but he can he can receive the ball with his back to goal yeah. in that little yeah. pocket. And he's, he's yeah. you know, agile enough and nimble enough to to, to get it out. Um, he's... Um, a really good player, and I think he really fits into what Rowett obviously wants to do this year, which is basically just to have a team that runs. Yeah. That that would be my overall take. Yesterday, I just felt we were 10% fitter than them. And when we made the treble substitution, which, by the way, I thought was a, a really good use of our subs, by the way, you know, free on, free off. Yeah. Um, I thought it didn't really disrupt the continuity of the game. All three that came on, put a shift in. Bennett especially, I thought he was, you know, he really put a shift in. Um, so, but going back to Shackleton, he, he's, I think he's a great player. And again, you could just see him as he was sort of going off the pitch when he got substituted, uh, the ovation he got. And you could just see he, he liked it there. And I think the difference with Shackleton is if he's a success this season, we can buy him. We have the right, yeah. we, you know, we have yeah. the option to buy him. And um, he's, he's the right age. He's... Um, yeah, I think it's just a it's a, it's another great bit of business. So fair play to the club, and you know, um, it, it probably just all highs, doesn't it? Because Leeds quite like yeah. him, but they also think he's yeah. probably not ready for the Premier League. So they're happy yeah. for him to go out, and they want him to be a success. And I think, yeah. I think he will be. Yeah, I think it'll be in their option to sell him to us fairly cheap with a first, you know, with a a potential buyback. Um, you know, first off a buyback. Um, and then go from there. But yeah, I, I, he's like he's like a 
um, overexcited Jack Russell. Do you know what I mean? He's inquisitive. He's everywhere, but yeah. he can, you know, he can run, and you know, he's not afraid to go after a ball if he loses it. He's not afraid to go through you. Um, and him and in Creswell just seem to to work really well. But Creswell seems to have clicked with quite a few of the players, and his mm. and his long corner passes, um, mm. fucking are on the money as well. Yeah, and, and clearly he's a, he's a threat from set pieces. And, you know, um, we're very fortunate to have the likes of Cooper and Murray Wallace that, that maybe Cooper probably didn't get as a bit worried about Cooper. A bit worried about Cooper. A bit worried about Cooper this season because he seems to be going through players like he's a fucking steam train at the minute. He seems to be going in really hard on people. And I'm just a bit concerned that, you know, the yellow cards are going to top up and the suspensions or, or you know, God forbid, red cards come out. Yeah, I mean, I mean um, yeah, I think the the good thing, though, is is that we have four, well, Hutch is obviously injured at the minute. I don't know how long for, maybe by the time this goes out, we'll know. But... And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. To have four centre-backs that I honestly think doesn't weaken the team if you play any three of them. Um, And there's all sorts of different combinations you can play in there. Um, I think Cooper's contract up at the end of this season. I think. I could be wrong. If I am, apologies. But that's one other contract that if I was the club, I'd be looking to to get sorted out. I think he's played just shy of 220 games for us now. Um, yeah. And I, I I think it's a no-brainer to to renew that contract. He's, um, well, he's our captain now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think if it, if he wasn't our captain, I think they'd probably be called at some point, potentially with Cresswell, to become a, a you know, a, or at least a, a deputy captain to a degree because he's just fucking so vocal. It's unbelievable. He, he, for a 19-year-old kid, like, I, I mean, when I said before, when he was talking about Phil Walker, was, you know, luckily enough, I was in the VIP suite and he come up and done his speech um, afterwards. And he's grounded. You could see that he was absolutely in an adrenaline state. I know he'd been playing football, but he just could not believe the reception he got from Millwall fans. He couldn't believe that he managed to get above Cooper to score the, the header. Um, and his whole presence, I mean, a couple of little girls, you know, little kids come up to him and asked him for his shirt um, or asked him for his boots. And he, and, and he handled it well. He just said, I'd love to, 
but I won't get another pair before Tuesday. So, you know, I need my boots for Tuesday. And, and, and he was great with it. Do you know what I mean? Stopped for a photo with him when he was in the, you know, obviously the process of being taken around by the press team to do all the available press um, junket stuff and all that lot. But he just seemed a top lad, you know, um, talking about, well, our aim this season is promotion. Um, you know, we're not going to get too we're not going to get too carried away, but that's what we're looking at. Every game is a, is an individual game, and that's where we're looking to be. You know, that's where we're aiming to be. That's why the players have been brought in to do a job, and that's what we're here to do. And you could just sense, actually, you know what? I you know, I honestly think that you know, if the players all play with that mentality, or they've got that mentality in the changing room, then you know what we could seriously be on for a challenge this season. Um, I'm not going to get too confident because fuck me, it's me a wall. But, you know, it it, it it could potentially, with the players we've got, if they all start firing. I mean, we've not really pulled out Honeyman, but Honeyman, I just think Honeyman gives 110% every game. Through the play, through the pre-season, and then yesterday's game, it was just fucking everywhere. It was into everything. He was, mate. I think Honeyman. And he's another... How can I say it? I don't know if leader's the right word, but experienced pro at this level that we need players like that, particularly yeah. when you know we lost... Whether you rate him as a player or not, you know we lost the likes of Piercy, Matt Smith, yeah, yeah. JW. Let's not say any more than that. So we, we lost sort of three dressing room leaders, if you like, and they're big personalities that need to be replaced. And I think the likes of... You talked about Cresswell. He's, he's only a kid, but he, he's uh, very mature. I think you'll see the likes of Honeyman come into that group now as a as sort of a leadership core, and you can see that. Just to touch on his performance yesterday, I thought he was really, really good. He's, he's exactly what I expected him to be, which is um, you know, full-blooded, um, loves, uh, loves to be involved in everything. He's will run and run and run. Goes back to my point about building a team that will, will outrun others. Um, but he's also got a bit of quality as well. I think at times he tried to overplay a little bit yesterday, um, but take nothing away. It was a great performance, and I, I think he's he's slotted in, he's slotted in perfectly. Um, but one thing I do want to talk about, Mickey, is we, obviously we talk about new signings and and how they played. But I want to mention Billy Mitchell because I, I thought he was superb yesterday. And I'll be honest with you, I when I picked my one to eleven, he wasn't in my team. I, I didn't pick him. Um, and uh, Rowett did, and it was the right call. He was superb. He he does things that, yes, they might not um, create goals. Uh, they might not, um, you know, in terms of when the, 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 the bottom line stats, in terms of affecting the game, they may not be in those areas. But he does things that are still so important to disrupting patterns of play. So when we get overloaded, he's the first person to make an interception. He will close someone down at the right time. He just he just does things that prevent, I guess, that next step from happening. Um, and I don't know whether he did it more often than not yesterday, or it was just because I sit in a different position. I'm lower and I could see a lot more of it. Yeah, uh, The boy's got some engine on him. And I felt as though he moved the ball quicker and more forward than he did last year, which I know is a thing that he's been working on in his game. So Cresswell... Rightly so was man of the match, but I think Billy Mitchell was was um, he had a challenge this year with the amount of midfielders we brought in, and I yeah. think he broke for that challenge yesterday on Saturday. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right there. Um, 
I think he had a bit of a, he, he had a blinding game yesterday. I think it's um I think he's stepping into what people want him to be. Um, mm. and he's yep. changing the style of his game. He's a he's a great um holding player now. You know, he can hold that ball, he can disrupt it, he can just, you know, take the fizz out of it and then calmly pass it to someone else, flick it onto someone else, flick it forward. Um and I think that's gonna, you know, during this season, I think that's going to give us an absolute advantage um, to where we are. Danny Matt not playing yesterday. Um, I'm not going to go into ins and outs. What I know, what I don't know. Um, you know, we've all we've all heard stuff. Some from better sources than others. Some from you know sources close to club, close to um, Danny's side, whichever it is. All I'm going to say on it is there's two sides to every story. At the moment, we're hearing one side more than the other, and we're hearing lots of hearsay, but none of us are sitting in that meeting and knowing what's been said. So, you know, all I say is, look, Danny's one of us. He's a Millwall fan. Um, He's a Millwall boy. He's He's a cracking player for us last season. Yes, he's had one season doing really well, but you can see the player in him. And hopefully um, things get sorted out and everything comes out in the wash. But let's not jump on the bandwagon and jump on his back just yet. Let's just let it drag out, let it see where it's going. And that's it. But there are two sides to every story. And I'm not going to come on here and slag Danny off. um, Because, you know, there's a lot of, you know, ifs, what's, maybes, hearsay. Um going on, lots of things said by the club and manager and everyone else. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe if Danny had the same opportunities to come out and say, I don't know, but hey-ho, it is what it is. But none of us know exactly what's going on. Um, and I don't pretend to. Um, you know, it's all hearsay to a degree um, because none of us are in that meeting. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to get involved. I think it's just two sides to every story and what will be will be. And hopefully, at some point shortly, uh, it will all come out in the wash one way or another, and then we'll know a bit more um, regarding the story. So, yeah, hi ho. So, yeah, um, anything you want to talk about? Oh, yeah, we've got to talk about this before we we cut to part two and come in with Cambridge. What the fuck was Bart doing yesterday? <laughs> How close was that? Well, the the screenshot I saw was was uh, was very very close. Um, I was right up high and I could, I was right up high, obviously just, just right at center of the center line. And, and I had clear view to where it was in the goal and it didn't cross the goal completely. He kept it over partly on the line, but he kept it over. But the look on his face was a fucking picture. Um, it got up quick. He needed to. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, bit of a fumble. Um, and let's just hope it was a one-off. You know, he doesn't make many mistakes, let's be honest. Um, Apart from he, the kicks. Yeah, he, he's kicking. Dog shit. It's terrible, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. But if he had better kicking and didn't have the knee problems, which were the reason why we didn't sign him permanently in the first place, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be a Premier League goalkeeper and that he wouldn't be at Millwall. So you, you take what you can get. I think um, he's 35 now, so he, enjoy him. 
because I, I wouldn't imagine he'll be our number one for much longer after this year. Um, and yeah, he's, um, I think he's just the top bloke. I just, you just get such a, such a likable character. Um, he's, uh, he's done a few things for, for, for me personally, for like birthdays and stuff and where he sort of said happy birthday and that he's, he's, he's a top bloke. Um, and, um, yeah, hopefully he's our number one for, for, well, at least this season and we'll see what happens next year. Yeah. Then probably, you know, um, Longy. Long, that's it. I thought a long, and I thought, no, it's not long. But then long potentially comes in because he's been around in in the background for a while and uh, you wouldn't expect someone as experienced as him. And what is he, 28, 29? Yep. So, he's, you know, he's coming into the prime age for a keeper. So, potentially, I suppose, he, he's hanging around to be number one going forward. But I don't think it'll be for another season or two, maybe. I think maybe next season he might get a few more games but I'll probably see which we'll come on to um in the second half but uh, he'll probably play for Cambridge anyway you play against Cambridge anyway so um yeah agree. so yeah we're we're we'll see on that one so um yeah anything else for the game yesterday I just think it was a good game I think we out I think we out fitnessed them we outrun them um especially from about 65 70 minutes onwards we just looked as if we had enough in our engine to potentially go for another, you know, another 40, 50 minutes. Um, and I think Stoke just didn't like that amount of pressure we were putting on them. They just didn't have the legs. No, agree, mate. I, um, I, the, only, the only other thing I, I want to throw into the mix is it is one game. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be really happy with it. It was superb. and um, But Mr. Burrison was there and... Um, I still think we need another couple more bodies in 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 there. I think we need a bit more pace. Uh, yeah. Quite clearly, our game plan yesterday was to to use the channels really effectively in the pockets of space behind the sort of two yeah. wider centre backs and exploit those areas. Uh, but I think we could do a little bit more pace and another forward option to compete with Bradshaw and and, and Bennett. Because whilst I love those two, and they should definitely be our sort of starting duo. We, we need someone else. You know, they've both had injury problems in the past. So, pace, right. number four option. Yeah. yeah. Happy days. Bradshaw's goal shouldn't have been ruled offside. That was definitely a goal all day long. And a phobie yeah. should have scored the, the, the his first attempt just not long after the game kicked off. He should have, you know, he should have scored that as well. So, you know, potentially we could have been four or five nil up. Um, but look, hey-ho, uh, first game of the season, top of the league. And... A defender, a defender is uh, is leading the golden boot. But I tell you, mate, there must be people worried about him going forward that he can score goals like he can. Um, you know, to get over Cooper on pure determination is uh, is just what we need. So yeah, right. With that said, we'll be back in part two where we do a brief um, look at uh, Cambridge, and we will be back right after this. Right, then we've got Cambridge away in the Carabao Cup. Um, they, are, they are coming into the game on a 1-0 win over Milton Keynes. Um, obviously, they are a League One um, team. Um, and Carabao Cup is a Carabao Cup. I don't think for any minute 
that we're going to play um, the same eleven we played yesterday. No. no. So on on that, who do you think is going to be? Who do you think is going to be coming in? Yeah, so I think Long will play. Um, I think I think Long will play. The left back position. I'm not sure whether he'll bring uh, Topolo in or whether he, he won't. I'm, I'm not sure on that one. Uh, so that that's that's one I'm not sure on. The centre backs we don't really have with Mitchell going out on loan and Hutch injured. I can't imagine there's much rotation there because there isn't many, uh, unless he decides to put. Um, Danny Mack in at right back and move Leonard centrally or play Evans there. There's not really other many centre back options. So I don't think that will change too much. Savile will start. Yeah. I think that Evans will start somewhere, whether that's in the middle of the pitch or uh, at the back, as I say. I think you'll see Bury. I think you'll see Fleming start. And I think you'll see Bennett start. The other one, I don't know if Olafe is fit uh, and he just wasn't included because he didn't get in the, the squad. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if he is fit to see him. So, I think you'll see at least six changes, and um, rightly so. Um, and that's what a squad's for. And uh, as I, you know, as I, as I say, I think the difference is this season you make those five six changes, and I don't think it really weakens the quality of the team that much. Whereas if no. you'd have done that last year, it would have done. You know, so yeah. that's yeah, the beauty. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this year we've got replacements for certain positions if we need them and we've got enough room to be able to play with rotation for, you know, let's be honest, it's a Tim Bot Cup game. Um, yeah. It's nothing special. You know, it's a crap drink. Um, and, yeah, we don't like it. So, yeah. Um, right. I think pretty much um, we'll take a prediction for... Then obviously we'll be we'll be back later in the week for Sheffield preview um, yeah. and obviously a review on Cambridge. But what's your overall um, score for Cambridge tomorrow? Uh, well, yeah, it will be tomorrow when this comes out tomorrow. So yeah, I think we'll we'll probably win uh, one or two nil. Um, my thinking behind that is the the back. Five won't change too much. We're pretty good defensively, so I can't see yeah. us conceding too many goals. Um, and I would like to see Fleming uh, and maybe Bennett get on the score sheet. So I'll, I'll go with uh, let's go with this. No, let's go for a two-one, a two-two-two-one win with um, Bennett and Fleming, who both start getting on the score sheet. What do you think? Okay, mate? I'm going to go three-nil. Um, purely, I think our fitness levels will be superior to theirs. Um, and I think that um, there'll be some players that want to try and prove their, you know, prove their just to to rally. So um, yeah, potentially I think Cresswell will probably be in the team only because he gave the suggestion that he needs the boost for Tuesday. So I think possibly he'll be in there. And I reckon that Fleming will score, Foden will score, um, and I reckon potentially maybe Jake. Um, but yeah, I think three nil. Right, we're just going to finish up just briefly where we do. This season we've started um, a feature on the website where you can rate um, the team. And going to Millwall Stoke, uh, Bart um, got 6.6 average. Creswell got (laughs) 9.2. Jake Cooper got a 7.7. Murray Wallace got 7.8. Scott Malone, 6.3. Billy Mitchell, 7.8. Like you said, he played out of his skin. 
Uh, Honeyman got an 8.4. Um, Shackleton got a 7.6. Ryan Leonard, 7.6. Benafobi, 7.3. Bradshaw, 7.4. Uh, Saville, 6.5. Bennett, 6.6. And Fleming, 6.5, which isn't bad for um, three subs will come on to, to get yeah. six and a half is not bad. That feature is going to be available in every game. Get on the website after the game. I'm leaving the final word tonight to the one and only Joe in Zampa, a few cocktails deep. Listen to this and join us next time. Remember what to do. Give us a follow. Do all of that. Over to you, Joe. Tell them. Lads, how you doing? Joe Zampa here on holiday with the family in sunny Zanti. Just watched the uh, Mill game on uh, Mill TV. Fucking hell, what a result. 2-0. Fucking hell. Got a few uh, few beers. Uh, enjoy the game, though. Some fucking amazing, amazing performances from some of the players. I mean, Chris Wells' debut there. Two goals in his debut. I don't recall seeing a debut. As good as that before, do you? But... Um, uh, it was decent. Ryan had filled in really, really well, I thought, at wing back. And um, Murray, again, Murray Wallace looked decent and secure as always and confident on the left side of that um, defence. Um, Midfield, brilliant. I mean, to be honest with you, I probably did Mitchell a bit of um, disjustice in the last show by not kind of saying that he should start. But, lads, I mean, watching, watching his uh, performance today... Um, I think he goes a little bit unnoticed by, by some of our, our supporters. And um, Lucky Rowett sort of sees, he does all the, the bits that probably goes a little bit unnoticed, um, works incredibly hard, gives a bit of defensive cover, gives us a bit of um, strength and presence with his tackles and his commitment. Look really good. Um, Honeyman, Shackleton, both very, very busy, as you, as you expect. Phobia and Bradshaw up front, work the socks up. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.